0: If you've never Google searched the term Nazi nudes, well, now you will. I mean, please don't search it right now if you're driving, or if you're at work, or if your sweet old grandmother is looking over your shoulder as she tries to get you to have one more piece of pie. But if you do punch in Nazi nudes into a Google image search, here's what you will find. Photograph after black and white photograph of women and men cavorting about in the outdoors wearing nothing but their birthday suits. None of them appear sexual or pornographic, and almost all of them appear athletic, playful, and, if the word can ever be applied to Nazis, wholesome. Now, what in the heil is up with this? Nazi nudism? That's what we're talking about today on the History of Sex Short Shorts. History of Sex is sponsored by Dr. Jillian Kenny, historian of women, sex, and magic in medieval Europe. I'd like to thank our brand new Patreon patron Stian Skarsbo Solheim—hope I pronounced that correctly—who signed up just this week for making this episode possible. Before we begin, I want to ask you a quick question: Have you ever thought about podcasting yourself? I mean, maybe you pondered it but didn't know where to start. Or maybe you're already on your way but could really use some help from an experienced veteran. Well, that veteran is here to help you. Zach Twamley of the show When Diplomacy Fails has created the History Podcasting platform just for you. This completely free—I know, free— resource gives you access to articles potentially a free plug on zach's show and best of all you can ask zach your most pressing questions you basically have the guy on tap now i know you're all waiting for the catch here but actually there isn't one zach sees this as a service and he does it for the joy of helping others out so if you're a podcaster or a podcaster in the making Head over to the History Podcasting platform at www.wdfpodcast.com. To get Zach on tap, that's www.wdfpodcast.com. All right, time for the show The History of Sex Short Shorts. Short Short Shorts. Short. In the opening scenes of the 1936 Nazi propaganda film, Olympia, by Lenny Riefenstahl, we come upon a trio of young women. They are completely nude, of childbearing age if only barely, and they undulate in a dance like the Three Graces. Their limbs flow like water, their hair like wisps of clouds. They wear no makeup, as if to suggest their appeal bears no pretension, but springs from the naturalness of their innate Aryan fitness, as if born for beauty from the dawn of time. Meanwhile, a young man, likewise nude but for the tiniest of loincloths, prepares to toss a discus... wound in the coiled spring position of the famous Greek sculpture of the discobulus. You know, the discus thrower, and I'm sure you've seen it, but if not, you can Google search that too. A strapping Aryan body, muscular to the last, free of any defect that might be called degenerate or unfit. He is the living realization of that ancient statue, along with all the ideals evoked by classical Greece, both cultural and conquering. Unlike the statue, however, the youth does not remain motionless. His potential energy becomes kinetic as he breaks into action, whirling the discus about before finally launching the missile toward the future. That is how the Nazi propaganda film Olympia begins because that is how the Nazis saw themselves aesthetically. See, the 1936 Olympics was an opportunity for the Nazis to show the world who they were. This is the Nazis' own self-presentation of their ideal, their sexual ideal. For however anesthetized by the classical overtones of fine art, this presentation is actually bursting with sexuality of a very particular kind. The kind that the Nazis wanted, the kind the Nazis worked tirelessly to bring about, and the kind that they sought to place in service to the state. But it started out innocently enough, actually, well before Nazism was even a twinkle in Adolf's eye. So let's go back and let's find the roots of this Nazi nudism. And for that, we have to turn to something called body culture. This movement, popular in Germany in the early 20th century, venerated physical fitness and athleticism. Now, you might be aware that Hitler was a vegetarian. Well, that's no accident, actually. Health trends and sports were obsessions with many at the time. And nudism was a part of this. Nudism was quite popular as well. And this nudism was part of what was called body culture. As historian Anna Clark describes... The Nazis tapped into the wider Weimar ideas of body culture, popular on both the left and right, which asserted that the body must be free, natural, and healthy, expressed through eurythmic dancing, exercised through calisthenics, exposed to the fresh air at smoke-free nudist camps, nourished with health food, and pleasured by sex. The strong Aryan body, the Nazis believed, displayed the strength of the state, and banal Nazi art featured nude female Amazons and bare-breasted nursing mothers. So here we see the true meaning of the athletic nudes in the opening scenes of Lenny Riefenstahl's film Laid Bare, no pun intended. Just kidding, pun totally intended. The discus-throwing youth is not just a trope of the Olympics, nor a connection just to the noble Greek past, but it was actually a symbol of the explosive virility of the Nazi state, and the nude women dancing eurythmically like the Three Graces, well, they exemplify preparing the body for motherhood, and together they display a model for all young Germans to emulate. Take care of your body so that we can breed the next generation of Aryan soldiers. Now, the body culture of the early 20th century, being focused on practice and lifestyle, predated Nazism, as we've seen, but was easily absorbed by it. See, since it was relatively free of an intellectual side of its own, the Nazis were able to just graft onto it their own racist ideology without conflict. And in this way, body culture became a part of Nazism and contributed to it a way of living. Through body culture, Nazism gained a kind of secular cult of the human body, which wordlessly evangelized health and physical perfection of a kind fit to breed the master race. That is how you get Nazi nudism. That's how that came about. Okay, now you can go and Google image search Nazi nudes. I will warn you, though, that in addition to the playful photos that I described, there will be some grimmer ones that come up, too, like women forced to march nude through the streets in a Game of Thrones-style walk of shame, for example. And those aren't actually Nazis, but rather allies punishing women who collaborated with the Nazis during the occupation. And there are also some pretty gut-wrenching photos showing misogynistic brutality at the hands of the Nazis as well. So what I'm saying is if you're squeamish about that sort of thing, well, first of all, why are you listening to a series about Nazis? But more importantly, maybe you can just leave the searching to your imagination anybody else, I highly recommend it. It's eye-opening, to say the least. In any case, these photos are authentic documentation of a side of the Nazi regime that you almost never get to hear about in documentaries or movies. So there you go. You get to hear about it here. That's it for today, folks. If you'd like to support what we're doing here, remember to subscribe, rate, and review. And you can also support us on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash btnewberg. That's www.patreon.com forward slash b-t-n-e-w-b-e-r-g. I'm BT Newberg, and this has been the History of Sex Short Shorts. Podcast theme music mixed from tracks by Kevin McLeod. For additional credits, references, photos, and more, see our website at www.historyofsexpod.com.